Welcome to the Debit This, Credit That podcast with Wheeler Accountants located in San Jose, California. In this podcast, we discuss how to solve accounting challenges in both your personal life and your business. We take an energetic, tech-savvy approach to solving accounting challenges that steal your focus and your time. Now, on to the show with your tech-savvy accounting experts, Matt Wheeler and Michael Bryant. Welcome to episode 36 of the Debit This, Credit That podcast with your hosts, I'm Matt Wheeler and my co-host, Michael Bryant. Today, we have another guest on the podcast, Alan Wang with AW Realty. Alan spent 13 years in the tech industry and has 15 years of real estate experience as well. He leads a team of nine at AW Realty, and he's one of the top performing uh, Keller Williams brokers here in the Bay Area. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about the Bay Area real estate market, some tips for home buyers and sellers and investors, and then um, kind of the impact of the tax law on some of the, the real estate market as well. And before we get started, I want to congratulate you on selling your 100th house. That's quite an achievement. Thank you, gentlemen. So uh, before we get into it, Alan, uh, thanks for get, coming on the podcast, of course. And um, can you give us a little bit of a little elaborate a little bit on the background, I guess, on how you got into real estate from tech and everything? Because it's kind of a unique transition. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had a great career in tech. Enjoyed my time uh, just uh, as I uh, was helping people with their real estate needs. You're kind of disconnected in tech. You're I was working on the back end technology uh, of, uh, of LinkedIn, for example, and I just uh, really want to get in front of customers more. And this was a way where. It's a business I've been running for a while, and there are a lot of people that I can directly impact with my actions. So it's just, just a lot of fun to help people with their their the biggest purchase or sell of their life. It's it's really really exciting. I mean, it gets me up in the morning, and I love it. I absolutely just love it. And that must be helpful to have that tech background, since you're dealing with a lot of the buyers here in the area who are probably in the tech industry, and you're well aware of their financial situation and kind of the unique issues around the stock compensation and that kind of stuff, which drives a lot of the home buying around here, I think. It definitely helps when you know what a, a GSU, RSU, you know, stock option is. Obviously, we lean on you for the tax advice. But on my side, it's just really a little bit different than just the financials. It's about speaking the same language. And uh, tech folks have a certain way they want things done. They want things done quickly. They want to be communicated with frequently. They just they, they want a lot of background, pros and cons, helping them think through uh, a strategy, not just selling them something which I think is a big mistake a lot of agents make in this area trying to be too salesy. Uh, we find ourselves being more consultants. That's great. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Let's get a little bit into the current state of the market. I know we've had a few conversations ourselves here in our, my office, and um, <clears throat> seems like things are slowing down a little bit from the, the craziness of, of last year, the last 12 months or so. Can you give us an overview of what's been going on in the market here? Absolutely. The market got red hot from January 2017, as you all know. Uh, multiple offers, extremely low inventory levels, and that that caused bidding wars. You know, supply and demand, classic uh, economics 101. Low supply, high demand, prices went up the roof, right? So that kept going all the way until April of 2018, those fights. So you'll be seeing at the low end, five offers per house. I've seen 50 offers per house, and they priced it really low. I've even seen 80. So it just depends <laughs> on how you did it. It's oh just God. absolutely insane. Uh, as of April, uh, things started leveling. Uh, we noticed a, a few things happening uh, my belief is that, number one, there was a, the first NASDAQ stock dip happened in April, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that was a big deal. Tax season as well uh, also had people preoccupied. Uh, and also, I think, really buyer fatigue. Everyone got exhausted uh, with this market and this battling and this fighting. And so they all just took a break in April for different reasons. Uh, interest rate also rose in April. 
a lot of factors, people paused. And then when they looked around in May, they go, oh, wow, their house is sitting around for 20 plus days on the market. Hmm, are things changing? And buyers just said, let's wait and see. And that's what's been happening. Uh, that wait and see has caused sellers to panic. Uh, prices are leveling off. I'm seeing anywhere from 10 to 20 percent. Sellers are are struggling. A reduction with in the the list price or no no from sale price from oh, April from until price. now yeah ten to thirty percent drop wow that is a big it's, drop it's a big drop depending on which that's city significant it is significant sellers are struggling with it because they're holding on to April prices we have a <laughs> saying in real estate uh, who's the first to know when the market changes number one is the buyers right the agents figure it out second and the sellers. No, they're the last to know, right? <laughs> Their yeah. properties always work for Exactly. Yeah. When, when the sellers finally figure it out, we'll see the market turning. So that's, that's uh, actually a lot of agents haven't figured it out either. We, we see them calling us and they're kind of clueless that things have changed. But really? uh, wow. yeah, definitely it's, but I will say this though, it sounds like doom and gloom, but it's not. The previous market was never sustainable. I think we know that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, 20 offers per house, you know, 50,000 over list every week. I mean, this makes no sense, right? So at some point I had to to stabilize. And actually, I really like the market win right now. I, I would say it's more of a stable market. Homes are taking, if the seller has adjusted their expectations down a little bit, about anywhere from lately, the last two houses, 12 days, I got one offer that I could work with, right? Yes, it's a little under, but if I don't get anything in the 20 or 30 day mark, we're going to drop the price anyways. And that's what's going to happen. So uh, anywhere from 30 to 45 days to move a house, which is extremely normal for the rest of the nation. Right? And so I think I call it a healthier market, a more balanced market. And if you're a buyer, excellent market. And uh, I mean, to keep perspective, like down 10 to 20 from like the tippy top peak, but still up yes. the last several years dramatically. Right. I mean, We're talking double. Right. Yeah. From the last eight years, we've doubled. Right? So if you're down 10 or 20, I mean, you're still up 30. Right. So, I mean, it's uh, and also life happens. People. Are, why are you selling? Are you, do you need to upsize, right? A lot of folks are trying to upsize. Are you moving out of the area? Uh, but you're right, net-net, still pretty solid. Yeah. Who are the buyers you're seeing right now in the market? Are they first-time home buyers? Are they people looking to move up or laterally or downsize or investors? Who's who's the buyers now? Uh, definitely primary home buyers, still the big portion of, of buyers. Uh, a lot of tech folks, obviously, uh, with their, their tech stocks. Cash is a lot less these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are move-up buyers as well, but I would say predominantly primary home buyers and, 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 and step-up buyers. Probably a good 50-50 mix of both. Um, a lot of folks are, uh, people have had a lot of equity, so it's time to move that equity. Right? Mm-hmm. And are, are you typically representing the buyer or the seller? We have a split down the middle, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is the way we like it, as we diversify our business a little bit. That's good. Mm-hmm. There's been a little bit of volatility in the stock market. <clears throat> a lot of people in this area are heavily driven compensation wise by the equity they have in their companies. Have yes. you, has that been a factor in the purchases lately? Absolutely. Absolutely. It has uh, actually just last night we had a, uh, a buyer go in non-contingent on one of our listings. As we countered them on price, it got a little, little higher. They got nervous and they said, you know what, we need a, a 10 day contingency now. And the contingencies are time periods to back out. Initially they had none and now they asked for 10. And the reason is because their Google stock was down that day and they were, that was their down payment. So they're so they <laughs> got day nervous. To day, yeah, 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 I know they're living at the edge. Yeah, but Yikes. I mean, certainly, I mean, all the folks in this valley rely on those t- those stock options to down pay on their house. I mean, that's that's how it goes. And with that volatility comes nervousness. I figure, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this right now, uh, unless you sell it, put it in the bank. But you know, no one feels good when the market's fluctuating like this. Right. So they use the equity a lot for the equities for the down payment. Are, do you find that um, the like monthly payments, the mortgage is sustainable based on like the regular salary income if you're not factoring in the stock or is the stock still heavily factored in that? Because that's 
one of the things I think I worry about in the area now is that, you know, oh, wait, we kind of had like the debt driven market. And now it's a lot of it's driven by the equities, it feels like. And if that drops and the comp is just the base salary, which for a lot of people isn't as big, can they afford to have a one point whatever million dollar house? Yeah, I think when I when I talk about stock option equity, I talk about two components. The main component people are using it for is just straight down payment. So they'll cash out, they'll liquidate it, and they'll move it to to the house, and it'll be in the house. Uh, I don't think banks heavily overweight the stock options. Uh, definitely, I think it's a component, but they still rely on the income. So as far as the income is concerned, the way that's working is they have a debt-to-income ratio, and they've held pretty steady on it. Uh, they will not generally exceed 42% debt-to-income ratio. Uh, and I think your income is heavily weighted. Uh, and then there's you know your stock options and then your 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 uh, bonuses, but I don't think those are as heavily weighted as your salary. Uh, so yeah, I think the banks have done a good job since '06, uh, the whole subprime meltdown, to really tighten up and not put out bad loans. So they've learned a few lessons. They have actually, yeah. <laughs> they they actually have, and sometimes it's frustrating when you're an agent goes, why can't you qualify them? But there's a reason why, and I think they're they're trying to they're they're sticking to their formulas and they're not not, not deviating. Right. So the things have slowed down a little bit, but stabilized, which sounds good. Um, do you have any suggestions now for people going in to, to buy a house in this market? You know, what are the things they should be looking at? Are contingencies back now? Or like what's 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 the buyer strategy right now? Oh, great to be a buyer right now at last. Right. I mean, before <laughs> you were giving out away all your rights. Right. I mean, our clients were closing in 21 days, non-contingent, uh, you know, the maximum showing all the money they have in their life, trying to you know, justify uh, we were writing love letters, we were filming videos. Maybe we should have did a podcast. Videos, nice. Yeah, <laughs> any way to stand out. You know, we were going and presenting face to face, just trying to, you know, any way to differentiate. Now you can do whatever you want. So uh, now we're being chased. Uh, so as a buyer, it's wonderful right now. Definitely don't release continu- all contingencies unless you have to. Uh, I mean, definitely re- reserve time just to make sure you have time to get things done. I wouldn't go too crazy. Uh, some of the contract defaults are a little excessive. Uh, 17 days, 21 days. That's a little long. I think keeping it. What do you mean by contract default? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The real estate, California real estate association, uh, car has a contract and the defaults are 17 days and 21 days for contingencies. And that's in a a different market. I think right now we're not in that bad a market. Uh, I think keeping it short between seven to 10 days, you know, I mean, you're taking a seller from zero, right? So yeah, try not to get down to to that level, but, uh, yeah, I think definitely seven to 10 days contingency is completely reasonable. Uh, you can take your time now. You can close in 30 days. Your loan agent will thank you for that because it's not <laughs> easy to close in 21. Yeah. Um, and definitely you can inspect anything you want and you can ask for fixes. You can you don't have to offer a list. You can go under. Uh, I would just advise if you're going to be offering uh, on a property, uh, th- if you put yourself in the shoes of the seller, if, if the property comes out on day one and you're trying to go 100,000 under a list, probably not going to work, right? If they're sitting around for 30 days and they haven't had any offers, now we're talking or 20 days, and likely they're getting a little nervous, right? There's no mm-hmm. offers and they're learning a lesson here. So you have to time it right. I mean, sometimes, uh, or you call them and go, hey, you know what? I bought a house out of state. I need to sell this right away. Okay, let's make an offer. Let's make this work. But uh, if they just got on, you can't really go that strong. But as the days on the market keep ticking, your advantage gets a little bit higher. And there's no bad offer right now. In the old days, we would, old days as in pre-April, <laughs> uh, we would say, don't insult the seller. There's really no such thing as an insulting offer right now because they're not getting offers. So yeah. there's nothing insulting right now. It, and it sounds like you're working with a lot of clients that are are looking to upgrade in the same market anyway. So it's probably good to educate them about, okay, yeah, you're going to take a little bit less here, but your upgrade is also going to cost less. So it's kind of a, 
uh, Apple for Apple transaction, right? Yeah, that's exactly right because they may be taking a, a bit of a loss on a lower priced home, but the the luxury home that they're trying to buy in Los Altos, for example, is taking a bigger hit, right? If you're just talking straight percentages, let's say it's a 15% drop on average on both cities. You, it's, it's better to take it on the on the townhouse than Heck it yeah. is on the single family home. I'm gonna take, yeah. I'm gonna get a little hit here, but I'm gonna get a bigger deal on the other side. So that's definitely a conversation I have with a lot of uh, our customers, and it, it definitely works out really well. Let's talk a little about the stratification then of like the the different price levels. There, you're seeing a bigger hit on the luxury homes, and are there specific like micro uh, areas here where where it being impacted more than others? Yeah, luxury I would define as you know, four million plus, let's say, right around here, or maybe five million plus. Yeah, those are definitely the, the, the pool of people buying those are always small in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now with things fluctuating in the market, you know, the desire to buy those are a lot less. So those are always going to take a hit in, in a shifting market. Um, different markets are holding in different ways. Uh, I would say the market that I've seen take it on the chin is Sunnyvale. And, and if you can imagine that market, you've yeah. seen the news. Uh, those prices were insane. I mean, they were mm-hmm. they were creeping up to Cupertino prices. And those of you that have grown up here know that that's odd because – Cupertino schools are always extremely desirable. Uh, and I know there's a portion of Sunnyvale that does go to Cupertino schools. But uh, Sunnyvale was inflated because of the location. This really good location, right? Apple, you got LinkedIn, you got Google, mm-hmm. all these wonderful companies nearby uh, that uh, really drove prices up. But that market got extremely overheated. I'm definitely seeing about a 20% drop in that city. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, cities like Mountain View, Los Altos, you know, more closer to 10% side. But I mean, generally still moving, though. I mean, they're still moving well. They're either holding steady or, you know, slight drops so not too bad, uh, but holding steady. Really nice, great market, great schools, good location. Still pretty pricey, but people are still buying there. It just there's very little inventory generally, but still sitting for a little bit longer. I would say about 20, 30 days on average. What about uh, like uh, San Jose, Willow Glen, all the stuff with the Google Village there and that kind of thing supposed to be coming in? Have you seen any impact on that stuff or? Uh, Google, Willow Glen, Cambrian, a lot more inventory uh, sitting for a longer, longer period of time, mm-hmm. um, despite the whole Google Village uh, that's going to come in, what, 2025? Still uh, ways off. Still, yeah. still ways off. Yeah, I've been seeing, actually, I was just looking at homes for a client yesterday, and, and there's, there, are, there are quite a few choices out there. Uh, Cambrian was also a very hot market. Uh, I, I saw a few homes touch the million mark, which tr- they have been selling around one, two, one, 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 two. I've been seeing them touch the million and they'll sell. I just uh, I haven't seen that before um, in, in this market. So definitely all markets across the board are, are, are a little shaky right now. But again, great time to buy. And are, are you seeing a lot of people moving out of the area? We keep seeing on the news that, oh, it's so overpriced here and and people are looking to to go to different markets and have different job opportunities. Are, are you seeing that as well with your clients? You know, actually, I have. Uh, we have one client just moved to Indianapolis, where he's originally from, and he's going to be liquidating his house. And he bought a. He'll be selling his house at 1.15, uh, 1.5. I'm sorry, his townhouse, and he'll, he <laughs> bought townhouse. a townhouse, and he's buying a six hundred thousand uh, dollar, six thousand uh, square foot. Uh, single family for 700k <laughs> but it'll have to be inside yeah. a lot because they don't have the weather that, that's true absolutely I've, I've just had a client sell in santa Teresa, and again 850 and bought it in portland uh beaverton a $550,000 beautiful 3,000 square foot house uh, you know just people are making those choices i've got folks moving to denver uh, nashville um texas yeah a lot of folks are exiting but i still think a lot of people are coming so 
lot of folks are coming here uh, for that, uh, the the gold rush, I guess, so to speak, the tech gold rush. Mm-hmm. And it, but it is extremely difficult. I think uh, actually the Uber uh, Lyft driver I was here was just talking about. It. She moved out here from D.C. She says, "How's a middle class person supposed to survive here?" Uh, and yeah, you see the RVs right on El Camino and Shoreline, and these are engineers. They go, "I'm not paying 2,500 rent for a one bedroom. I'm just going to rent this RV, and I'm, I'm going to go shower at work, eat my dinner there, and all I need is a place." Right. And it's, it's wow. really unfortunate. Yeah, it's really tough. The housing crisis is is definitely an issue. And there are a lot of people who are just saying, you know what, I'm done with them. It's going to move on my six figure salary. I can't buy a house. I had heard a couple from a couple people recently that maybe a few other factors are um, the clampdown on immigration, even legal, which is um, people are worried about their work visas and that kind of stuff. So they're not they're not buying. And then also some of the tariff stuff that's been going on has really driven up the cost of construction in a home building dramatically. That's what I heard from one of my developer clients. Mm-hmm. And so that's really impacting the market as well. Do you have any thoughts on that? The Definitely I've seen the impact on the visa side. Uh, two of the largest uh, groups of home buyers in the Bay Area here are either from generally India and China. And those are two. And they live here. They work here. Mm-hmm. And they love real estate. It's just one of the, I think culturally, it's one of the assets they love to buy. I had a we had a deal in Willow Glen. Actually, we were on the buy side and the seller bought the house seven months ago and his wife's uh, visa did not get renewed. Wow. And so he had to she they shipped her out and he said, I'm not going to live here without my wife. So he had to fire sell his house and we got him. I mean, we got we got a deal in the house. I mean, he didn't like it, but I mean, when he's not going to be able to break even seven months with the market going downward. So um, he took about a 60K loss. You know, on it, and we got a deal on it. But I think exam- more examples of like that are going to happen once folks' visas come due. I mean, forget the the, own, the the tech person. Okay, maybe they're fine, but then they do have spouses. Right, the family. Yeah, yeah. the family. And if you break up the family, they're not going to stay. And so that is definitely a concern. There are articles being written about different people in tech that are moving to Canada because it's just the, it's more transparent immigration policy process there. Here, mm-hmm. people are waiting forever. I mean. I, we had a client recently, he's a director at one of these startups, and he didn't get renewed, even though he's been here over 10 years. I think he's looking for his green card even. And so he joined a bigger company, Microsoft, to try to you know, get further up the line, right, to, right. to get his status. And he's bought a house and everything. And uh, it'd be really concerning if, if he didn't get his green card. I mean, what, what would he do? And so it's uh, definitely a lot of those concerns that are maybe even having people pause on, you know what, I don't know if I really want to do this right now because I don't even know if I'm going to be here. Right. Uh, and the second part of tariffs, I mean, tariffs definitely affecting business, which is affecting our stock prices. Right. And that's what's causing fluctuation. Uh, I definitely know uh, I haven't seen. Obviously, I'm not in the construction business. So your other developers will be seeing more. But I do know there's a huge shortage uh, since the downturn of anybody in the construction space right. having the trades or the talent to, to build. And the demand's so high, you can't even find anybody to help you right now. And on top of that, these forest fires or these fires that are going on everywhere, there's an even more enormous shortage of, right. of, of that kind of labor, right? That kind of help. So uh, we're going to be definitely building costs are extremely high and it's probably going to be high for a while. Yeah, I don't see that changing anytime soon. No. Yeah, so then people may be more likely to stay put or you know, new stuff's going to be much more expensive, obviously. Yeah, that's definitely true. All right. Well, we had a great time talking with Alan and we had such a good conversation. It was going over. We felt it'd be good to split this podcast into two. So we're going to take a break here and close this one down. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us at at Wheeler CPAs or on our social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. And um, we'll be back with next episode's podcast where we'll talk a little more about the real estate market with Alan Wing.